Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. I want us to turn to the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 1, verses 16 through 20. Let us begin reading, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they should be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen? I want to preach this morning from this passage. And I want to use this subject. I want to talk about God's cleaning service. God's cleaning service. You know, as my mind began to toy and to wrestle and to grasp the significance of this particular passage, one of the amenities that all of the hotels have is they have the cleaning and laundry service. They provide bags in the room if you're staying for an extended period for you to put clothes in the bags, and then they will pick up at the hotel. They give you an order, a receipt, and you fill it out. They will pick up at the hotel, and they will deliver. And the other thing is most of them, practically all of them, will promise and assure same-day service. When you look at this passage, God, through his prophet Isaiah, is calling heaven and earth as witnesses of a judicial convocation. He has an accusation. He has a claim against his people. He has a concern that he wants to address, and heaven and earth are called the celestial and the terrestrial as witnesses as God articulates and communicates his concerns. He says in this text, if you read all of chapter 1, that Israel is sick. They're sick from the crown of their head to the bottom of their feet. He says they're sick and they need to be healed. In this text, God condemns them. Because rather than being involved in a parade of praise, they are rather engulfed in a superficial and shallow charade of pretense. 
I think about this passage and perhaps this is what Jesus was talking about when he condemned Jews in another day and another era. And he says, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Religious activity was at all time high. But God says, I'm weary. I'm weary of your offerings. I'm weary of your worship. I'm weary of your sacrifice. And he argues before this judicial convocation, which is one of the figures of speech, one of the ways that Isaiah communicates his message. He argues this with witnesses on hand. And in verse 16 of the text, he essentially says to Israel, it's time to clean up your act. It's time to clean up your act. And then he offers in the midst of this challenge, in the midst of this admonition and exhortation, he says to them, essentially, if you clean up your act, I will help you. If you clean it up, I will help you because I have a cleaning service. I have a cleaning service. He says, come unto me. Though your sins be as scarlet, let us reason together. Though they be red like crimson, let us reason together. Clean up your act, and I will help you. I will help you. And so in this text, as God offers God's own cleansing service to address the spiritual ills and ills of the children of Israel, which is something he did then and he's still doing now. I have to ask the question of the text. Why do we need, why do we need God's clinging service? Why do we need it? Well, when you ask that question of the text, there are some responses that emerge. First of all, in the text, we need his service. We need his cleaning and his cleansing because of the problem of crippling contamination. Because of the problem of crippling contamination, we need God's cleaning service. You cannot read Isaiah and not see at many points and places that he is serious about the problem of sin. Not only sin in the national and corporate life of the children of Israel, but his own sin. I'm reading a wonderful book. Old Palmer Robertson has a book called Christ in the Prophets. And his premise, his thesis is that in Isaiah's call, in Isaiah chapter 6, where he was in the temple the year the king Uzziah died, that in that calling we have laid out the main contours and corridors of his prophecy. And one of the things that happens in that experience in Isaiah 6 is that he becomes aware in the presence of God of his own corruption, of his own sin, of his own perversion. And he says... I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of an unclean people. And when he acknowledged his problem, when he admitted his contamination, God's cleansing service went in motion. 
Because God sent a coal from his very throne and touched the mouth of the prophet. God touches that part of us he wants to use. Touch the mouth of his prophet and clean him up. And only then did he ask the question, God in his triune essence, who will go for us? And only then could Isaiah say, here am I. Send me. He takes sin in this prophecy and in the passage we've read very serious. Sin, sin is toxic. Sin is toxic. The Bible don't play around with sin. Sin is toxic. We try to put mascara on it. We try to fix it up. But sin is toxic. We have to confess it. We're living in a time when sin has become sickness. Carl Mimager wrote a book a few years ago with the searching title, Whatever Happened to Sin? And in the context of that, I read an interesting quote from a book called The Province of the Heart. Phyllis McGinley said, people are no longer sinful. They are immature or frightened or more particularly sick. We need God's cleaning service because we have the problem of contamination. And it goes beyond the therapeutic. There's a sickness. And in this passage, Isaiah treats it seriously. He describes the stain. I want you to see how serious it is. He describes the stain. Though your sins be as scarlet. And then he talks about being red like crimson. We miss this in translation, but when he uses the word scarlet, when God's spirit directs him to use it, he uses a word that has to do with a species of vermin, a species of a worm, the female of which secretes a substance that they used in the ancient world. The Encyclopedia of Natural History calls this worm Cocos illicis. Cocos illicis. This worm, the female, secretes this substance that is so potent that they use it in the ancient world to make the color scarlet. In fact, one of the words, one of the ways the Hebrew word is used is it has the idea of not just dye or coloring, but double dye or double dipped. Because once this stain was on a garment, I wish I had somebody. The cocos illicit stain. Once this stain was on a garment, it was humanly impossible to remove the stain. That's the word. Isaiah was led of the Holy Spirit to choose the word that speaks to the coloring that was so potent in its coloration impact that no human dye, no human bleach, no human detergent could remove it. And I don't have time to preach it. In Psalm 22, a messianic psalm because Psalm 22 talks about centuries before it happened, what Jesus did on Calvary. It describes graphically centuries before it took place what the crucifixion was like. And in verse 6 of Psalm 22, it talks about the Messiah saying, I'm nothing but a worm. And he uses the same word that Isaiah used 
in Isaiah chapter 1. Because what Jesus' blood would do on Calvary, the covering, the covering of blood that Jesus would put over my life and over yours, no human hands, no human instrumentality could ever remove it. So there is the problem of crippling contamination. The other reason we need God's cleaning service is because of the possibility in the text of comprehensive cleansing. We need comprehensive cleansing. Whatever you need, whatever your stain is, God can handle it. That's why you need to give it up. God majors in stain removal. He majors in fabric restoration. Whatever the quality of the garment. Now don't think garment on a natural plane. I want us to step up now on an experiential plane. Whatever you're wearing, whatever you're wearing, it could be the delicate of disappointment. It could be the permanent press of perplexity. It could be the silk of sickness and sadness. It could be the rayon of restlessness. It could be the synthetic of suffering. It can be the cotton of confusion. It can be the acetate of adversity. It can be the corduroy of compulsivity. It could be the linen of a lustful spirit. Whatever your stain is, whatever your garment is, whatever your problem is, God can handle it. If you have a stain today, you can turn it over, put it in God's grace bag, tell him to pick it up, and he can handle it for you. He gives comprehensive cleansing comprehensive that's what he offers he offers comprehensive cleansing for critical contamination do y'all see it in the text it's in the text I ain't making it up he says though your sins be as scarlet they shall be white and in the Hebrew white translates the word that is the strongest word for white in the scriptures and though they be red like crimson they shall be as Lamb's wool, comprehensive cleansing. One of the things I do is I study the background of the great hymns of the church. William Cooper, he was one of the greatest hymnists the church has ever known. He became a partner and a corroborator with John Newton the slave trader who got converted, who wrote the hymn, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You'll see many hymns written by William Cooper. But what you don't know about him is that he was a fragile man. He aspired to be an attorney and went through his law course but when he got ready to take the bar, he became so nervous, so paranoid, so frightened that he had a nervous breakdown. 
and had to be institutionalized for 18 months. He was strapped with deep depression and melancholia all of his life. Many parts in his life, he became so depressed, he tried to kill himself. But yet, he come out of those depressions because God's spirit held him up and God's grace was sufficient. And one time, as he came out of melancholia and depression, he wrote the hymn, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners plunge. When we sang that, we said, and sinners plunge. It is not plunge. It's and sinners plunged. In other words, we don't plunge ourselves. But God's grace, when we don't have no strength to hold on ourselves, plunges us. That's what William Cooper said. And sinners plunge beneath that flood. Lose all their guilty stain. See, he knew what he was talking about because in deep depression when he felt like he had nothing else to live for, he could look up to Jesus and say, there is a fountain, but there is a compelling consequence. The prediction of a compelling consequence, look at it in the text. He says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. We can repent and submit ourselves to God's cleaning service and we can feast like kings. But if we disregard the stain and the contamination, the fabric disruption in our lives, we will famish like dogs because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. I'm so glad today that I've learned where to go to give it up. I'm so glad to know I can cast my burdens on the Lord and he will clean me up. I'm glad I don't have to walk around with guilt and frustration. Not because I'm so holy, but because I learned there is a place there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. I'm so glad I've learned to come boldly to his throne of grace and I can find mercy and help in time of need. Somebody's walking around here trying to handle a wound and a bruise by yourself. Bible tells us you can carry it to the Lord. And he will work it out. We do not have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But he was at all points tempted like us, yet without sin. And we can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy and help in time of need. In the text when it says, if you are willing, text in the Hebrew really means that it's a matter of your own volition. If you want to be cleaned up from the stench of sin and the stain of guilt, 
All you got to do is bring your problems to the Lord, and he will handle it. I've already told you he's got a comprehensive cleansing service because if you his child, he's trying to make you and me like he is. One of these days, God's going to get through with me. And there ain't going to be no more spots, wrinkles, or discoloring. Maybe that's why the hymn writer said, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. He cleaned me up from my sin. He made a way for me out of no way. Uh, yes, he did, and I'm glad about it. I'm carrying my burdens uh, to the Lord, and he will put them in his cleaning service, and he will work it out. But there's one other thing in the text. That is the provision of a, uh, a competent concession. You see, when I'm in the hotels and I put my bags in for cleaning, they have a receipt that you attach to the bags that tell you what the price is for a suit, pair of slacks, handkerchiefs, shirts. But there is a competent. There is a concession in this passage because when you go to God's cleaning service, if you read further in Isaiah, You'll find out while you put your stuff in, when it come back, there will be no charge because God offers the service free of charge. When I gave my problems to the Lord, when I gave it over to the Lord, when I gave him my guilt, when I gave him my sadness, when I gave him my loneliness, when I gave him my frustration, when I gave him my ups and downs, he put it in God's cleaning service and he worked it out, gave comprehensive cleansing to my every need. And that's why I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with the Lord. And the question comes to me as I think of Calvary, is he satisfied? Is he satisfied with me? I do have a witness. Isn't God good? He said, when I get a ticket, you'll get a ticket. Well, let me tell you about Jesus. He took my laundry on a hill called Calvary, took my stain and washed it white as snow. He died. He died. He died. Yes, he died. He died on a hill called Calvary, and on that hill, God put him in wash cycle. He put my stain, I put my sin, I put my trouble on top of my Lord. And God put in his essential bleach. And God put in his dynamic detergent. And Jesus washed my sins away. And when he got through washing, he said, it is finished. It is finished. And just to prove I am clean, early Sunday morning, he got up. Did he get up? He got up. He got up, he got up, he got up with all power in his hands. I'm so glad, I'm so glad he's a mighty good God. I'm so glad, and the good news is when I get a ticket, 
you'll get a ticket. When I get a ticket, you'll get a ticket. When I get a ticket, you'll get a ticket. Jesus! Jesus! Paid it all! All to him! 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 with this. Help me with this. All to him. All to him. He picked it up. He picked it up. I was checked in a heartbreak hotel, sin infested place. He picked it up just to sit a bill under the door. I couldn't pay the bill, but he came down through 42 generation picked it up picked it up picked it up God clean his service Yeah, Lord. You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.